I'm Marissa Donnelly, host of the Vulnerability Podcast, a podcast series focused on being vulnerable, being emotional, being deep, and talking about topics that people often shy away from. In this podcast series, you'll see stories of faith, hope, inspiration, darkness, frustration, and everything that really challenges us to speak to our human experience and to do so in shedding our skins and being vulnerable. Welcome back to the Vulnerability Podcast. I'm your host, Marissa Donnelly, and today I have Tina Von Yokes with me. She is the master stylist and founder of Studio Savvy Salon, and actually in San Diego. We just figured out that we are so close to each other, which is so exciting. So welcome, Dina. Thank you. Excited to be here. Awesome. I wanted to just jump right in and ask you about how you started your business because I'm also a female founder and it's just so wonderful to meet other like-minded, passionate women. So can you just share with my audience how you got started? Yes. I had a mother in the industry and I was 17 years old um, in beauty school. I came straight out of high school at 17 and went right to beauty school knowing that that was what I was going to do at a very early age. For people who don't know what they want to do, like what suggestions would you have for them just to kind of find your passion? Because I feel like you're one of the lucky ones that knew so young. Um, and I kind of feel that way too. I loved writing even when I was little. But for people who are kind of floundering around trying to figure out their passions, do you have any advice? Yeah, um, I I actually was being a little bit of a rebellious teenager and basically <laughs> told my mom I was not going to do hair. And I did get a pair of scissors for my graduation present. That's the funny part. And I decided I'm not going to do it. And I went to the beach for a couple of weeks. I grew up at the beach, you know, in Pacific Beach, California, and um, sat there for a couple of weeks, had fun with my friends. I had a job in the evening and I started to recognize that I love creating stuff. I always did my friend's hair, cut, color, perms back in the day and um, just decided, hey, this is this is it. I'm not going to be going to college. We didn't have the means and um, realized that I ended up really liking it. And um, I was really driven at that time by money because I wanted to create things like a car and travel. So started at the very young age of 17, literally in beauty school and was out by 18 working in my mom's salon. That's so awesome. I love the, just knowing, you know, the, the rebellion that kind of turned into purpose. I feel like so many of us can resonate with that. Like we want to push back <laughs> against like what we feel maybe we're called to do. It's like, no, no, I'm going to do something else. <laughs> yes. I'm glad it only took <clears throat> two weeks to figure it out instead of two years. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. So for people that that are kind of feeling like maybe they're called to do something or that they should maybe experiment with the different options, like do you need advice for them? Like, you know, how do you know that that's what you're supposed to do? Or how do you know that you're on the right path? And I think as a business owner, you know, you don't always know you're on the right path. You just kind of keep going and you move forward and then it's like you know maybe I should start this and maybe I should you know move into this and then all of a sudden you look and you're like wow I'm launching a business <laughs> that is a great question um 
what I have discovered in my 38 years of the industry, we did hair shows. I'm an educator. I'm a salon owner. I'm a trainer. I also, you know, educator for Redken. And I have to say, there are so many facets to our industry. You can, you know, be a salon owner or you can, you know, most salon owners do work behind the chair. Um, but I don't recommend it. And I'm learning more and more to managing people is harder when you're behind the chair. And I've been juggling all those balls for many years. And I'm starting to recognize in order to grow my business and have it going to a path that really makes sense and really does help others and train others and direct others is to get myself behind, out from behind the chair more, which everyone says I'm crazy to do both. But the main thing is there's so many facets. You have extensions. You can be a color specialist. You can be a hair designer. Um, besides the fact of owning a business, I guess that's the ultimate at the end if you choose. But I do have to say owning a, a salon, because of the many facets and the people in it, it's a lot of work. And what I do experience is people love to come and use your reputation to build their reputation. And then they move on. And, you know, now that there's this industry of booth renters, they move on and want to do their own thing, which is awesome. But it's really hard as an owner to, you know, be so into invested into the people that are around you that when they do move on, I always wish them well and the best. And eventually, you know, that's what's going to happen. So as a business owner, it's like in any industry almost. This one, I think, is a little unique this way. You have to be prepared for that. You have to be prepared that you're going to have people move out even after five, nine years, two years, whatever it is. They're going to move forward into another spectrum for them. And then you have to keep being a good mentor and a good trainer, bringing new ones in. So it's definitely a challenging part of the industry. But as far as, um, you know, what options they have, there's so many options of what you can do with your career. If you don't enjoy one part of it, there's another. Yeah, I love that. I feel like you just gave so many things that I just want to unpack because one of my biggest challenges with my business is I always felt like, I didn't know where I fit, if that makes sense. And it kind of reminds me of what you're talking yeah. about. Like, you know, the like you could be a stylist, you could do this, you could do extensions. Like for me, it was like, well, I like to write and I like to teach and I like to create and yeah. I like to do social media. And it's just like for the longest time, I felt I needed to choose an avenue and then stick with it. But what I've learned kind of recently yeah. is like, it's so good to try all those different things and really see what you like and sometimes even do multiple things, you know, within reason, of course, mm -hmm. but that way, you know, you know, you have your hands in everything, you know, what's going on with your stylist, you know, how to manage, you know, and as long as you don't wear yourself too thin, which I think is the biggest struggle of being a business owner. Um, but as long mm -hmm. as you don't do that, then at least you have your hands in different places and, you know, you get to enjoy different facets of your business. So for people who are like, well, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know if I'm on the right path. Sometimes it's good advice to just try everything. And eventually you mm -hmm. kind of figure it out. <laughs> yes, I, I agree with you on that. I think it's an evolution. So I started off design, which was, you know, cutting hair. And um, my mom had an advanced hair cutting academy and we did hair shows. And in those shows, we did um, cutting 
And so what I learned was that wasn't my passion. I, I went to this international hair show in London and saw Vidal Sassoon and Annie Humphreys. And yes, I was like, wow, Vidal, because he's amazing. But Annie, she was the specialist in color, like for Sassoon. He, she did all of his um, models with the color and he gets the cuts, right? So when I saw her on stage, I was like, oh my gosh, that's what I'm going to do. So I think the biggest thing is just to continue to look for inspiration and anything that's involved with your industry, like hair shows. And I, I have to say that I got inspired many times at the hair shows <clears throat> when it came to getting clarity on what I needed to do and the path I wanted to go in my career. Yeah, that's a great point. Like seeking inspiration wherever it is and leaning into that inspiration mm -hmm. and seeing where it takes you. Yes. It's amazing. And and I know a second time, well, another time I'd gone to a hair show and I saw a company, there's always some manufacturers coming out with new and better and different. And they have these taped-in extensions. And I do so many taped-in extensions because it doesn't damage the hair like I think some of the other ones do. And uh, that, that gets long and involved in it explaining but when I saw that it was a new invention at the time and I was like oh my goodness I can take that and run with that and I have ever since <laughs> it's so cool to get you know the latest and greatest and then being able to start it it's always fun to start something new in your industry and I mean right. or in even in your little area you know like in your local town or whatever it is your little online corner so exciting to mm -hmm. offer those opportunities and feel like you're really pivoting into something different absolutely it's it's a great way like it was such a simple solution to making hair longer and thicker and when you find that in whatever you do something that solves the problem it ends up being like wow I'm going to jump on this this is going to be something that adds more money and adds more to your your menu and also adds more services to stylists in there that don't particularly like haircutting and color. They love extensions. So it creates opportunity. Absolutely. And it also just, you know, helps there to be variety so you can attract different people for different things. And change, I feel like, is such a big part of a business where if you're not changing and if you're not adapting, then you get stuck. So it's always good to have those new options to, to pivot. A hundred percent. And our industry, because it is fashion, it changes faster. And that's mm -hmm. a, a great point to discuss right there. You have to stay on your toes and you have to study fashion and you need to keep bringing new things to the people that are in your chair and to the people that are in your business so that they can also grow and stay on the cutting edge. I, I want to stay on the edge like as an owner. And I feel like that's how you continue to stay relevant in our industry. Yeah, absolutely. I want to go back to what you said about, you know, training the, the people that work with you. Cause I think that's such a interesting point. And I think you're right in your industry in particular, people do like there's loyalty and then people do leave because they want to start you know their own stuff or they want to do something different and I mean I think that happens in every industry but as you were explaining that I was like yeah you know that's really true like I've you know people that I've you know that have cut my hair or I've, that I've met and worked with they've, they've shifted from place to place over their whole career I think even more so mm -hmm. than you know some of the writing coaching clients I have you know I've had people that I've helped with their writing who have turned and now become 
you know, people that, you know, editors and people that help others with their writing. And I'll never forget um, what someone said to me. It's like, you know, that's the greatest, you know, form of flattery, but it's also like so difficult. It's like a love hate kind of thing. Like, I love that you were so inspired that you were able to, you know, to make this your own, but it's also like, oh, I wish you could stay and continue to grow what we have. But it's also, I think, yeah. a testament to you as a leader. If you're having people leave and go create their own businesses, then you are obviously leading in a great way, right? Enough that somebody says, yeah, I yeah. can do this too. Yeah. And I love that. But I also want to get, I want to really show people more the business side of our industry. By the time you're done paying, paying your overhead, your supplies, your taxes, and everything that is involved, and I'm going to get more involved starting January of breaking down numbers so people can technically see because at the end of the day, you know, knowledge is power and they can see when they do go on their own, you are usually by yourself or maybe one other person. And I'm a firm believer that there's power in numbers. And when you work as a team, you can create these amazing things that you would not be able to do on your own. So it's like, there's a, there's a, yeah, I get it because I was young too and wanted to be independent of my mother and start my own business, which I did do at 21. And I, you know, that is a compliment to my mother because she, she built the foundation for me. And yet at the same time, once you find a environment or you're in an environment where it is, it's like your, we call salon family or tribe, then you can do some really amazing things together. So I see the benefits on both. So I think it's really important that people like work their numbers, know their numbers. And at the end of the day, if you're making a commission at a salon and you just get to walk in there every day and everything's taken care of for you, like phones and supplies and retail and, and getting the clients in the chair, then you have to see the benefits and one end and then if it's not beneficial to you then it makes sense for you to go and be in a room by yourself or you know there's a lot of salon suites so and sometimes people want to be by themselves to me I'm all about energy breeds energy and I want to be around people so that we can keep inspiring one another absolutely I love that and that's such a good point from the business perspective I think so many times people just kind of jump in a certain direction because they're like, yeah, I can do this too. And, you know, that energy is great, but there's something to be said for the energy of community and the energy of, of people that have a common goal and are all working together as a team. So I love that you're giving, you know, that tangible business advice of, yeah, it's great to go on your own. We all have been called to do it at some point, but also like thinking about the, the foundations and how you get there and comparing, you know, is this really going to be beneficial before you just dive in? Right. It's the pros and cons. Like mm -hmm. I always have those lists. So well said. It's it's literally um, listing everything out and saying, okay, if I am on my own, this is the pro. And if I am on my own, here are the cons. And if the cons out, outweigh it, then it's something to consider. See, I literally did that when I started my business. I made a pros and cons list. And I was like, well, these are all of the benefits these are all the negatives. And I literally sat there with that list and like cross-checked and really thought about it because it's, it sounds so silly, but you really have to like think about those things intentionally before you just. Yeah. It can't, it can't be impulsive. 
And, you know, our industry has been changed. And so there is plenty of room for a hair salon, a professional where people like there is something to the client experience. And I know that there's always a place for that. And then yet some people might want privacy. And so these rooms are beneficial. I'm not bashing either or. I'm just noticing like in my industry, like a big shift of of young people coming in and getting, you know, and it, it happens in every industry. You've always got the new blood coming in and um, not really recognizing the work that it's going to take. So even if that's part of what I do to help mentor others, I think there's, you know, I think there's like where the eyes need to be wide open before you step into that arena because it's a lot. Yeah. And as you're talking about this, I'm just thinking, gosh, your industry has been so impacted by COVID. Do you want to share some of the ups and downs that you faced just within the last like six months? Well, this is interesting that you asked this because it ties in with what we're talking about. I um, have a salon and we tried to, obviously, because that's why we're talking today, but I have a group of 10 girls in it. And some of the girls, started, you know, um, the impact that it's been on my business, started doing some house calls. And, you know, then people were reaching out because they couldn't get into anyone's salon or getting into, you know, uh, a situation where they can get their hair done because there was no salons open, correct? Mm -hmm. And so what was happening is like uh, several of the girls aligned themselves with each other and kind of decided, well, we're not under her roof. So if we go buy product and we do any clients, and they were salon clients, by the way, um, then it won't, it won't, it won't be any sweat off of anyone's back. So they started doing everything independently and started doing house calls and started. When you go to one house, it's like a salon client that wanted her hair touched up with color, and then she had three boys and a husband. So then they did all five of them. So it turned into a disaster for my business because now it's like a free for all and they have access to my online, you know, the client formulas and the client. So it's, it's caused me to wake up and people cannot have access to my salon with a salon key and will not have access to my uh, computer and data system. I made a mistake because I'm very trusting and I think that any any business owner has had this happen a time or two and I have to say it was a gift even though it was a mistake on my part to be so free with everybody it's become an amazing gift that I have locked down and tightened up the ship more and um, I have had to have some COVID cutbacks and I really have noticed that um, I feel like you can you can see the ones who were there to um, basically build underneath you and the ones that are really committed to being part of your business. It kind of separated the have and the have not. So it's been it's not been great um, yet. I know that I like to visualize a storm going like a firestorm going through the forest and it wipes everything out and it feels really sad and awful and it hurts. And then you see these beautiful little buds pop out of the ground and you get new life and new growth. There's been a lot of that. And I, I'm really open to it and flexible because I know the world has changed. 
which causes your business to change, which causes your people and your business to change. So I was prepared mentally. I appreciate you sharing this because, you know, the goal of my podcast is really to get to the vulnerable and the difficult and messy stuff. And, you know, I think everybody has gone through some critical pivots and changes and frankly, disasters in COVID. And I think there's so much power in being able to talk about them and share them openly. So I just want to say thank you for for being so transparent and sharing this because anybody, whether you're a business owner or not, whether you're in you know this industry or not, you can connect with this and you can say, you know, we've all gone through hardships. It's like, it's similar to breakups or friend breakups sure. or, you know, whatever it is in your life where you, you know, have to have to change or have to realize who yeah. you can and can't trust. So it's a powerful lesson, but I love the um, connection you made to the forest fire, which is so relevant for California. Um, you know, these there's so much devastation just in general in life right now with COVID. And mm-hmm. if you can focus, mm-hmm. if we can just shift and focus on those, that new growth, those new buds, I think that's really powerful. But, you know, things aren't always going to go and, our way. And there's no. always going to be new, something new and good that comes out of it. We just sometimes have to shift and and look at a different angle and you know on that note Marissa I believe that you know a couple situations well one girl came up to me and was um, saying certain things and it was like wow I feel like you're making me wrong so I was just listening to it and I really got like my biggest takeaway from this whole transition because it is transition is that you don't have to make people wrong in order to make a shift into your life. And a lot of people think that they got to pick it apart before they walk away, you know, too. There's that flip side. And you don't have to. And so my thing when I had to do some cutbacks was send them off with love, which that change caused more change where another gal wanted to go because one of the girls that got cut back. Um, But when she was approaching me at first, she was giving me all these negative reasons. And I was like, hold on, let me just point something out. It sounds like to me, you want to move on. And I, and I pointed out, you do not have to make me wrong to do that. We've had a beautiful five years together and let's just like keep those five years and, and I support whatever decision you make. It's up to you to make that decision. Like I want to empower other people to move on and and to wish them well because it's like I don't feel that negativity of if you're not with me then you're not you know a good person I don't believe in that I believe that they are all good people or I wouldn't have been around them for five years mm-hmm. and I want to wish them well but I think like for anyone who's listening and wants to make a change if they're trying to leave somewhere to leave with love you don't have to leave with like finding something wrong and then it's easier for you to go like a breakup with a boyfriend mm-hmm. too you know you don't have to make them wrong you can just say it's not a fit anymore and I I want to I want to take my career in a different path or my relationship in a different direction you know it's, it's one of those things that I notice people have a hard time with they can only leave if they're upset about something yeah that is such a good point such a good point I think it's so valuable to not burn the bridges because especially right now, like who knows what's going to happen. Like you don't want to burn a bridge with somebody you might return to and, you know, just business wise, I mean, references and connections and networking, you never want to do that. But just on a personal level too, you know, 
you were wherever you were for a certain amount of time. And that still has value, mm-hmm. even if it doesn't fit anymore. Um, so, right. And then from your perspective too, like also being able to, to let go, I think that's so hard. Like that's, that's hard for me, you know, letting go of things and not trying to take that as a, a personal attack on who I am or what my business is. If somebody wants to leave understanding that that doesn't have to be a reflection of you or your leadership or, you know, anything like that, it it sometimes can just be a difference in, you know, values or routine or purpose or, you know, whatever it is, perspective even. Yeah. And who's to say you can't do it with love. It's just the thing is like people's life shift and careers shift and business shift. And obviously the world has shifted and I, um, I was just having like, I don't remember where I had seen it or if it just came up for me, but I realized that, you know, in the inside from how the world is going on right now, you can conform to it. Right. And that's stuff that comes from the outside. But if you go deep into what your core and who you are and what your beliefs are and, and connect with that and work with that, then that's from the inside coming out and you can transform. And when you transform, you can transform others. And I feel like a lot of people um, need to heal right now. I know it's not over and I know there's still a lot of pain and a lot of suffering out there. But I feel like the if you go and dig really deep, we all have that fighting human spirit. And um, we can pick up all the pieces, whatever cases or situations that people are in right now. And I, and that's where I said to myself, I'm going to take what I have. And I'm the one that grew the business in the first place. And I will rebuild it the same way I grew it. And which I can actually do faster because I'm more experienced now than ever. <laughs> so I always say, don't ever give up on hope at the end of the day, we can do this. Like it's hard and it's not fun. And at the same time, we're being strengthened for things that are much bigger or better. I love that. It's such a call to action to all of us, regardless of where we are in life right now or how the virus has rocked our, you know, personal lives or professional lives, just to know that we have the strength within us to get through whatever life throws at us. I just appreciate you sharing Mm -hmm. such inspiration and truth and wisdom. And I'm just so excited that we are both in San Diego to be able to connect and continue the conversation. (laughs) I would love to. This is my favorite thing ever is to help, you know, even anyone, if it's just one person, that's why I like teach cutting hair and color and anything that I can help to help someone grow their career or their life. That's my passion. I feel like that's the chapter of life I'm in now. It's wonderful. Dina, thank you so much for everything you've shared. Any last thoughts before we sign off? I just love the part of never giving up hope and look for transformation in your life because it's definitely there. We just sometimes don't see it when it feels really dark. 